This podcast was brought to you by Pastor Glenn Tomrin and Fellowship Church. For more information, visit thefellowship.church. We want to say welcome to you that are watching at home or wherever you are. Praise the Lord. And, uh, you know, you just expect the Lord to, to uh, meet you right where you're at. Praise the Lord. We just invite you, you know, to kind of come here and, and be with us tonight. Hallelujah. And have a great time in the Lord. Praise the Lord. You happy to be in church tonight? Yeah. We have a good crowd here tonight. Praise the Lord. It's, uh, it's, it's fun to see. You made it out in the blistering cold. Hallelujah. And <laughs> I, was, I was just like, you know, my, my daughter was running outside today. I was like, it's cold out there. Amy was like, she's five. Nothing's cold when you're five. And I'm like, and I saw, oh, it's like in the 40s, it wasn't really that cold, but, you know, you get used to summer and kind of a nice warm fall, and then this is like, oh, my goodness. Anyhow, I'm going to stop my complaining, because I know all of you are going to tell me, aren't you from Norway? And so I'm just going to stop right there. <coughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to expect you guys to be, to be kind of, kind of engaging tonight. I'm not going to do like Marty, you know, I'm not going to, you know kind of make you jump around and run or anything like that, but I remember one, one minister, he said once, he said that, you know, or he asked the Lord, he said, why did you choose the Israelites? You know, that's a good question, right? And you know what the Lord told him? He said, they're, they're an expressive people. And so I don't, I don't want him to think that, that Iowans are any, any behind the Israelites, would you? Amen. You know? I wouldn't let him think that. And he said, like, no, those, those stiff, you know, kind of cold you know, uh, stoic Iowans. No, 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 no. They're expressive. Praise the Lord. They can even say an amen when there's like a, something good that comes. It's like, amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. And <laughs> this is going really well. And so pray, I'm expecting us to be at a different place this week since we had, you know, the Faith Life Conference. All right. You know, because, you know, the tide is rising, you know, and it's for every service. I'm just like, I'm keeping the tide up here, right? I'm keeping it right here. I'm not going to let it just sink down, just like, well, we're just going to do normal. I don't like normal. I've never liked normal. What is normal? Well, <laughs> what you've always done, you know. And so I want, I want increase, you know. God is a God of increase, right? He says we're supposed to go from faith to faith. And from glory to glory, right? This here is, is a place where we can come together and, and, and move with the Lord. Learn new things, experience His presence. And I was just, I was just thinking about this. You know, I was in, in, the, in the speaker's room for a little bit. I was thinking, you know, that for pastors, like you, will, you will not know until eternity what your obedience did. You know, to, to, because somebody had to say yes. You know, to just start, right? Somebody had to say yes and start, and then you can see how one step after the other. Now, this, this here is a gathering place for the people of God. And I could see it last week. I, I saw, I was at the, at the end of the last service, and I saw a pastor, you know, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, minister to the people present, right? And he was laying hands on them, and I thought, this is why God put the church in place. A place where God can minister to his people. You can see why, why, why the devil is trying to destroy the church. Can you see why he's trying to keep them from coming together? He doesn't like that. He doesn't like that. 
And, you know, I was just reminded of something that Kenneth E. Hagin, you know, somebody asked him, so what's the Lord doing these days? He says he's doing what he, what, the same thing that he's always done. He's building strong churches that know how to move with the Holy Spirit. He's still doing that. He's building strong churches that learn how to move with his spirit. Hallelujah. And that's why you're here. You know, praise the Lord. And so this is not just a one-man show. It never has been and never will be. This is a place where we get together, right, to learn who we are, to learn more about what Jesus has done for us and to walk in it, right, so that we can go out and really be the church. Because the church was never meant to stand still. The church was supposed to expand. Because, it's, you know, Jesus said the gates of hell shall not, you know, prevail against the church. Well, gates don't move. Gates stand still. The church is moving and the gates are crumbling down. Hallelujah. So we are here not just to spend time in here, but we are to increase our influence in this area for Jesus. Right? This is a place where we're supposed to move out from. You are in here to learn. To understand. Yes, to be ministered to. But to learn and understand who you are and what you have. Because you said yes to Jesus. And I understand that it's going to take a long time because Paul said himself, it's going to take a long time, he said, for you to, to understand how kind that God has been to you in Christ Jesus. In Ephesians chapter 2, he said that. It's going to take a long time, but we can see some things here, right? We're supposed to see some things here so that we can walk in it. And I just want to encourage you, if there's something that you hear, that kind of, because I was just listening to a minister here the other day, and I was just like, hmm, that kind of makes me a little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> You've ever been there? You have to learn to discern between what is just, you need to understand when it's just your, your flesh that is kind of like, ah, oh, I don't know about that, because I'm comfortable right here. You need to learn how to, how to discern what is God trying to, to, to get you somewhere where you haven't been before. And a lot of times your flesh was like, mm -mm, I'm not doing that. <clears throat> no. That is way uncomfortable. I'm comfortable right here. I'm just going to sit in my pew. I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> I'm not going to be too wild or I'm not going to, you know, dance. Have you ever heard of such a thing? Dancing? I didn't even dance when I was in the world, man. I was just like, I don't know how to dance. You don't need to know how to dance. You just need to express that you're happy about what God has done for you. You'll be amazed at seeing what your obedience will do for you. If God moves on you to do something, he's like, you know what? No. <laughs> Anyhow, this, none of this is in my notes. You are just drawing it out of me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are you excited to be in church tonight? Amen. I'm excited to be in church. I'm excited to be right here. And I'm excited for what God has for us tonight. And I was just this week... I've just been thinking, you know, a little bit about, you know, what I learned at the prayer and healing center down at Ramah. You know, I was there for over two and a half years, and I was, you know, Monday through Friday, I was there every day, and we were ministering to people that were, not all of them, you had to be in the morning healing school, you actually had to be sick to attend. And so, and some of them were, you know, 
stage three, stage four cancer, you know, people that basically medical science had given up on. So they would come there and, and you know, people get very attentive when you have no hope besides what God can do for you, right? So you had a very attentive crowd, which really helps on the flow what the Holy Spirit can do. Because if you're in a place where people are like, hmm, well, I've heard that before, you effectively shut yourself down from getting any more revelation from God. And so, but when you're in a place where people are hungry, and they're there because they know that God is in this place, and that this is where I, what, this is where I need to be to get help, then you'll get something. And I could see these people, they would come in, and, and, and you could see they're just like, they're, they're hopeless, and they're in a bad shape. I mean, they're, they're skinny, they're like, they look like, you know, death has a grip on them, which it has. But you also know that the Holy Spirit always has the answer to every situation. He never, what I learned is that he never deals with the fruit of what's going on. He always goes to the root and fixes that. And then when the root dies, everything else just drops off and it's no more and so I heard Gary Crow you know he was mentioning here last was it last week we had faith life or night before so Sunday anyhow he was mentioning about somebody who took Proverbs chapter 4 literally they got people that were insane off of the streets and he said, we, you know, they, they took, was it is Proverbs 4, is it verse 22 or 23, says that the word of God is medicine to all of your flesh. And so they took it, literally, they took these people, they're insane. And they took them, and, and they just read the word to them. Was it 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes at night, and 20 minutes from the Old Testament, 20 minutes from the, from the New Testament, every day. And he said within like, you know, months, you know, they did this for months, and then suddenly one day they were just like, Perfectly in their clear mind. Perfectly healed. Insane people. And so, so what, is, what struck me was that, well, how far have we gotten away from actually believing the Word of God? But I saw this back at, at when I was ministering to the sick at the prayer and healing center. I would get them back to this truth. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 4. Because the Word of, of God is powerful. Like pastor said here on Sunday, it is, it is alive. He says, we don't know how to explain it, but it is. And it works, if, it works effectively in the ones that receive it. Can you say amen? So in Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 20, it says, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Well, the words in this book here is, is God's words to you. And if you will receive them as health to all your flesh, they will produce in you healing and health and strength and vitality. And I saw this. We, we, what we, we did, well, sometimes you had to deal with fear because people would be in a lot of fear. You'd have to deal with that. And then you would have to deal with maybe, maybe some people were, were just condemned. They thought that this is, I brought this on myself and I'm just like, well, you know, I'm, 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 I'm not a good person. I haven't done this, that. So you'd have to get them back to, to what the blood of Jesus has done for them. But what I found is that the Holy Spirit, because what I, what, I, what I learned from the guy who taught me, he said, just listen for a little bit. He says, tell them, give me 90 seconds or less to tell me about your problem. 
Well, why would you do that? Well, because if you give people time, they'll give you two hours of their problem. But it doesn't take you that long to figure out where they are, but they need to open their mouth a lot of times so you can hear what's coming out. But he said, in the midst of you listening to them sharing with this, they listen on the inside. What is the Holy Spirit telling you about this situation? Because he always has the answer. So you hear, but in the midst of hearing, you're really he- hearing from the Holy Spirit. And so he would, he would always lead in the right direction. And you would see, you would, you would just, you know, touch on something like the love of God. And you see, they just like, they just break down and start crying. The Holy Spirit just showed up. And the Holy Spirit, he is a master at taking any hopeless situation and turning it around. And he will do the same for you. Just for instance, you know, this can be like a little bit of a practical session as well. If you have sickness that comes and knocks on your door, a lot of times the last thing you want to do is rejoice in what the Word of God says. Right? You're just like, ah, I feel like, ugh. You know, it's like, don't even talk to me. I don't feel good right now. Well, well, Paul talked, no, not Paul. (laughs) David talked about that in Psalm chapter 42. And you'll often have to do this. If uh, (laughs) you're dealing with something. And I really like the King James of this one. But I have the new King James here, so I'm going to read that, unless you have the King James up there. Psalm 42, 11. Psalm 42, verse 11. You know, David is talking to himself, and you need to do that too. He says, why are you cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him, who is the health of all my, of my countenance and my God. So you have to talk to yourself. You have to say, why are you down? Why are you discouraged? Hope you in God. Hallelujah. (laughs) It is not always the easiest thing to do, but do you want to get well? Or do you want to just... And the thing is, get used to working the word now before you for whatever reason, get to something that is a little bit more serious, right? Because a, a, a common cold or whatever it is, you know, usually you'll get through it, right? But you might as well get used to drawing on the anointing that is in the Word of God and the health and the strength that is there now so that when you get to something else, it will never even get a grip on you because you know how to get into the presence of the Lord. Because have you noticed, even though just because you have a covenant with God does not mean that everything just kind of just works out. Have you even found out that sometimes even if you get into a, into a situation, it doesn't just automatically fix it when you speak to it. But if you will get into the presence of the Lord, then his, his, the, the, the flow from him, his anointing, his help will come. And then when you get in his presence, then light will come. Because when you, are, when you are discouraged and down, guess what? You don't have any light. But when you can turn that around and you get into the word and you, maybe, you, you, maybe you'll go to Psalm 103. Why don't you go there with me? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for helping us tonight. Psalm 103. Hallelujah. You might have to go over there 
And to start reading, and it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Can you just sit still and say, Bless the Lord, O my soul? No? If you really look at what it says, it says, All that is within me, bless his holy name. Hallelujah. You might not start at shouting all around the house, but you have to start somewhere. Hallelujah. You have to talk to yourself. You say, no, you pro- you, what you have to do right now is just shut up and listen to me for a while. I'm going to get in the Word, and I'm going to say what the Word says. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Hallelujah. <laughs> Who forgives all your iniquities. Who heals all your diseases. All means all. Hallelujah. Oh, it's quiet in here. I thought we had to talk about this at the beginning of service. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfies your mouth with good things. So that your youth is renewed like the eagle's. Any of you need youth renewed? Hallelujah. Well, get in the word then. Take the word at face value and act on the word. Hallelujah. If it, if it can cure an insane person, it can cure you. Maybe you've been a little bit slower than you want to be. Maybe you don't move as fast as you used to. Well, God can do something about that. Because if it's true that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. Well, if he raised Jesus, can he raise you? Well, you're not dead yet. (laughs) Oh, praise the Lord. This is good preaching. Yes. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Yes, it's going to take. A little bit of engagement. You know why I like the, the Israelite? Remember that? They were an expressive people. Hallelujah. And, and faith, you know, the, the simplest definition of faith is act on the word. Act like the Bible is true. And I've said this many times. A lot of times the first action that you're going to have to do is to speak. Say what the word says. That's not the end of it, but, but it's like I've said so many times. It's like, well, if you can't even move your mouth, well, it's going to be hard to move anything else, right? So you might as well start to rejoice in what God has done. Because the thing is that you have healing in you. The healer lives there. Doesn't he? Don't, don't you believe what the Bible says? That actually you've been joined to Jesus? That's what the Bible says. You know, I heard one preacher here not too long ago. He said he heard a, heard a definition from somebody, some, somebody intellectual, that just from an intellectual standpoint had been just looking at, at Paul's revelation. And they said if, if, the way that we understand it, if you just want to hear our intellectual you know, understanding of this, he said it, it's, to be born again means, he says, it's almost like you would just sip open the earth suit, open it up, take the man out of it, and kill him. And then put your earth suit around Jesus and sip it back up. 
Because the Bible says that you have been joined to Christ. Didn't you die with him and were raised together with him? Well, if that is true, which I believe since the Bible says so, then you must have life in you. He is life. He's the author of life. And if you let him, he will quicken you. Hallelujah. And he will strengthen you. Won't he? Yeah. And now you can actually walk in his ability and in his strength. Hallelujah. Well, that's something to think about, isn't it? And if we really believe what the word says, we need to act on it. So the word is healing to all of your flesh. You know, the, the, the biggest challenge for any believer is to line up their thinking with the Word of God. You know, God took care of everything else. He took care of the sin problem, didn't He? He took care of the sin problem. He removed what sin had been able to do in a person. When you received Jesus, the sin was was. You know, Paul says, I reckon myself dead indeed to sin and alive unto God in Christ Jesus, my Lord. Hallelujah. Isn't that what the Bible says? That's what the Bible says. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You happy yet? (laughs) None of this is what's in my notes, just letting you know that right now. But you know, the Holy Ghost, he knows what we need. And he wants a church that walks in the provision that he has made. And I believe that one of the reasons why some of these things are coming out is because we asked, we, we asked him as a church to give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of understanding being enlightened that we may know what is the hope of his calling, what he's called us to. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power working toward us who believe? And that power, what did he say? He says that power is the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. And I'm telling you how to, to kill the common cold. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Have I lost you? No, I haven't lost you. No. Praise the Lord. You know, Jesus did a wonderful thing for us. And I have asked the Lord, and I think I have been pretty consistent every day, to help me to see, to help me to understand what he has done for me, so I can effectively communicate it to others. Because if we don't see, we won't walk in it, right? If you don't understand, we're just, we're just going to walk through life and just take whatever comes down the road. And I've had enough of that. I've had enough of not having enough. I've had enough of not walking in divine health and I'm realizing a lot of times because I have my personality is to just go 
and then just, you know, if anything doesn't feel good or if you have like a symptom or something, I just keep going. It's like, I'm healed, I'm just going to keep going. And it takes me a few days to just like put my foot down. You know, because sometimes it doesn't just go away just because you say, I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. And you keep moving and doing whatever you're doing. Right? And so what I found that when I go back to Proverbs chapter 4, and I get into the Word, and I start to just rejoice in the Word like Psalm 103. Oh, bless the Lord, O oh my soul. All that is within me, bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Hallelujah. You know, I get in there and it doesn't take long before the Holy Spirit descends. And now you are partaking of what is yours. You know, it's a fellowship. It's a communion with him. And, we, and, and I don't know why this is, why there's like, you know, I, I think it has to do with faith. I think it has to do with accessing the grace that is there. You know, but this, it's like it, it, there, there seems to be nothing automatic about what God has provided. <laughs> you have to access it all by faith, and you have to actually do something. And so when I get in his presence, I just, I'm just going to, I just, I just, you know, I just, Tell my wife, it's like, I'm just going to go down here and take care of this. And I do. And every time that I do, the thing breaks. What about me? It's not going down anymore. It starts going back up. You know, it doesn't always just immediately disappear. But it always turns and it breaks. And now we're mending. Now we're getting better. You know, I'm sure that if I just stayed in there, in his presence, it would just disappear. Because the thing is, a lot of times we don't have time. Well, is that smart? To not have time? I mean, I heard somebody, well, I know that we have time for what we make time for. What's this important? And so, so I think that, that one of the reasons why I'm sharing this tonight is that the Lord has a lot of things he wants to do in and through us and for us. You know, because God is for you. You know, God wants the best for you. But he needs to get your attention for a little bit so that he can talk to you and instruct you so that you can circumnavigate some of the issues and so that his life can just flow. Right? And so, so I think that we, we have to, if we want to see, if you don't want to, then that's, that's your business. But if you want to see God's best, if you want to see his provision, if you want to see his, his life manifest in you, time. You need to spend time with him. I'm not saying that you have to do that 24-7, but you can talk to him 24-7. You can have your mind set on him 24-7. And then you can just take time in his presence to just worship him. I think a lot of times the reason why we're not as excited about the things of God is because there's a lack of revelation of how good he is, how merciful he is, and how awesome he is. 
Because every time you really get into the presence of God, you're overwhelmed by how good he is, how merciful he is, how much he loves you. America might be one of the easiest places in the world to be backslid and call yourself a Christian. Ouch. No, but it's true because it's, it's, we have it comfortable. And what we see now about what's going on, it's nothing compared to what's going on in some other nations. I just heard about Lebanon. I think inflation has been like 500%. Now that's something. Now you talk about trusting God. Well, I think it would be, would be a good place to get to, to trust God before you get there. Right? Because he's promised to take care of you. And he said, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. Does this make sense to everybody here? It's uh, interesting how this came out tonight. My sermon is just right there. It's too late now. <laughs> no, I asked the Lord. I said, you know, it's just like, you know, I have this sermon prepared, but, you know, if, you, if we go down a different lane, you just have to help me because I don't know where we're going. And so, but that's the good thing about trust in the Lord. He said, I've given you an unction from the Holy One, and you know all things. What does that mean? It means that you, need, you, you, you know what you need to know for when you need to know it. Hallelujah. And He knows you, and He knows exactly what you need. You know, this is a very practical thing, being a Christian. Very practical. And you can practice it anywhere. And I would encourage you to just take some time and just, you know, get, 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 get a set of scriptures, just like Psalm 103, you know, those five first verses there. And just sit down and just read them and read them again and read them again and then just ask the Holy Spirit, what does this mean for me? Help me to see what this means for me and how I can put it into practice. And then you start to meditate on it. You just start to just, you know, what I do, I, I sometimes I just, I just start to rejoice. I just start, you know, like, bless the Lord, oh, my soul. Hallelujah. And forget, don't forget all his benefits. Man, he's healed you. He has set you free. He has given you peace. He has given you joy. Hallelujah. He has saved you from destruction. He has given you a family. That is healthy and whole and strong. Your future is bright, hallelujah, because Jehovah, hallelujah, God watches over you and your family. And before you know it, you will start to, your scriptures will come to you, hallelujah, and you will, you will start to be reminded of how good he is, and, 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 and you'll find yourself in his presence, where there is provision and fullness of joy. If you've ever tried it, you'll know. And if you haven't tried it, I would encourage you. Yes, it might be. Why are you disquieted within me, my soul? <laughs> well, then talk to yourself and get this thing turned around. You know, this is the remedy for a lot of stuff going on in people's lives. Did you know that? Because the Holy Spirit, when you get into, into His presence, you get focused on Him. He has the answer. 
to everything. It might not be an immediate fix to everything that's going on, but he's going to give you the first step. And then it's going to give you the next step and the next step. And before you know it, you are walking in the light. And now you see more and now you understand more. Praise the Lord. It's so quiet in here. You know, when I first came to Iowa, I had to get, get used to quiet. I had to get used to it. It's like, no amens. <laughs> it's just a different culture. You know, because, you know, most of my preaching was either in Africa where they're really engaged, you know, or, or you know, around Rama circles, you know, at the prayer and healing center and stuff like that, and they were really engaged. And then, and then you come up here and it's like, what did I do wrong? And everybody's mad. No, so look, what's up with that? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, it's, it's better than I was in Panama and I was preaching to the, uh, to the Indians there in the jungle. And man, it's not one, not crack, not one face. You know, just was, I remember there was one lady over in the corner. And, uh, and, and she was just like going on. I thought, well, that's great. I mean, at least one. You know, so if you're, not, if you're not careful, you know, you look at the outside and try to figure out what's going on the inside. But the Lord corrected me, you know what he said? Because I said, you know, Lord, I just expected, you know, something more here. I expect, you know, a Holy Ghost service where you were moving and stuff. And he said, are you telling me my word is not working? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, sir, I'm not. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and so I know, hallelujah, that the word, when it goes forth, you know, it goes into some good soil around here. Hallelujah. And it produces a plentiful harvest. Because I'm telling you, these things that I've shared with you tonight, yes, I'm going back and forth over the same thing, but it'll produce something in your life if you will do it. You know, James said it's the doer of the word that's blessed, right? And sometimes, or most times for me, you have to kind of encourage yourself, right? Because a lot of times at your work, there's not too many people that are excited, you know, about your future or even care about your future, you know? And so you kind of have to just encourage yourself, and that's why we come here together, you know, to get encouraged in what the Lord has already said. Because what, he, what did he say in his word? He said, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree. That we having died to sins might live for righteousness. By whose stripes you were healed. And even if, if you haven't seen your healing yet, well, start meditating the word. Because it is medicine to all of your flesh. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You know what? I'm going to pray right now. We have 10 minutes. And God can do amazing things in 10 minutes. Hallelujah. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, just close your eyes and look to the Lord for a minute here. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah for your word, for your truth, Father. We thank you for your provision. Hallelujah. You are a great God. Hallelujah. And you've seen ahead and you've made provision for each and every individual in this place. For everything that they need, Father, both now and in the future. 
because you've already been there. You stand outside of time, Father. Hallelujah. And you've already seen from the day we were born, or from the day we were actually in our mother's womb, until the day that we leave and are with you. You've seen it all. Hallelujah. You've seen it all, Father, and you have made the provision for us. Hallelujah. Oh, and it is bountiful. Ha <laughs> ha! It is more than enough. Glory be to your holy name because you are a good father. Ha ha ha. A good father. Hallelujah. You gave us everything that we need for life and godliness. You even wanted to walk so close with us that you put us in Jesus. Wow. What an honor and a privilege it is, Father, to have been joined to you. Hallelujah. Oh, what an honor and a privilege, Father, to be a son and a daughter of Almighty God. And we thank you, hallelujah, for your provision. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah. You've done so much for us that we haven't seen yet. So we ask you to help us to see, Father. And we ask you to help us, Father, to understand, Father, the great grace that is ours. That great provision that you have given, Father God. Hallelujah. Oh, Father. Yes, you said, it is a mystery among the Gentiles. Christ in you, the hope of glory. It does not have to be a mystery to us, Father. Hallelujah. We want to see and know and understand, Father, what the blood of Jesus has done. Hallelujah. To see, Father, all that you've given us, Father God. The joy and the peace, Father, that you have provided. That peace passes all human understanding. That peace will mend a broken home. That peace will mend a broken body. Hallelujah. That peace, hallelujah, will calm a soul that has been tormented by fear. Your peace and your presence, Lord Jesus, is what we want every day of our lives. Ha ha. And you said, I've given it to you. Hallelujah. Show us, Father, how to walk in it every day. Ha ha ha. Woo. Your peace. Ha ha ha. And your provision, Father. And I know, Father, <laughs> that you always hear us when we ask something according to your word. And I know, Father, when you hear us, I know we have. The petitions that we've asked of you. So, Father, as a church, we want to see. You know, Paul said that he preached that they might see. Hallelujah. Father, we want to see. We ask you, Father, enlighten our eyes. Enlighten our understanding, Father. By the Holy Spirit, our helper, and our guide, and our comforter. So we can see clearly, Father, and live, hallelujah, in what you have done. Live in your provision, Father. No more confusion. 
No more darkness. Hallelujah. And I declare that it is a new day, hallelujah, for Fellowship Church. It is a new day, hallelujah, because light has started to flow, hallelujah. Revelation, hallelujah, will be commonplace, hallelujah. And the next few months will be the best we've ever seen. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Glory be to God, hallelujah. Oh, religious devils will quiver when they think about Fellowship Church. And the people, hallelujah, of that place. Because that people, they know their God. Hallelujah. They walk, hallelujah, led by His Spirit. And they do exploits, hallelujah, every day. And this place, Father, will give you great glory and great honor, Father, hallelujah. Because many will be drawn to you through the people of this place. Many, hallelujah, will see, hallelujah, what you've done. Many will be delivered, hallelujah, and set free in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. I thank you, Father, for revelation light. Whoo, glory be to your name. A new day, hallelujah, and a new hour. Glory be to Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> oh, we give you praise in this place, Lord Jesus. It is all because of you. It is all because you were obedient and faithful to what the Father told you to do. And because of that, we are free. Hallelujah. We have redemption through your blood. Hallelujah. <laughs> ah, glory be to Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Whoo, Jesus is Lord. Did you know that? He's Lord of all. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You're so good to us. Hallelujah. Hmm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I want you to say this with me. The next couple of months is going to be the best months of my life. Because Jesus is Lord. <laughs> Glory be to Jesus. The next couple of months, say it again, it's going to be the best months of my life. I'm going to see the faithfulness of God manifest at my house. Glory be to Jesus. Hey! 
Woo! Glory be to Jesus. Ha <laughs> ha! At your house. At your house. Praise the Lord. You know, if you hold fast to the confession of your faith, you will see it come to pass. You will see it come to pass. You will see it come to pass. Because you don't have what everybody else says. You have what? What you say. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isn't Jesus wonderful? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, I think that's pretty much what I've got tonight. Hallelujah. But I don't want you to forget what we talked about tonight. You know, it's easy to go home and say, well, that was just a, that was a great message. I mean, <clears throat> he was really excited, you know. Remember that. But, you know, if you go home, hallelujah, and do what we talked about, you will see a change at your house. Because God is faithful to watch over his word to perform it. And you can just go back to Deuteronomy 28 to find out what he wants to do for you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That's all we got. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord.